We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? Welcome to the Six Man Show Post Game Live presented by Rockham. Ah, here we are, back again, 24 hours later. Uh, same building, same result. Your Orlando Magic lose in Los Angeles, but tonight was very, very different than last night. <laughs> uh, we fall 118 to 102 at the hands of the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, and I. It wasn't fun. This was a miserable night of basketball, just being brutally honest. Even when the Magic had the lead, it was miserable in that whole first half, and the second half was was just a disaster. It was bad, and so we're going to talk about it uh, here tonight, but glad you guys are here. Uh, it is 1.02 a.m. Eastern Time, and if you are here, if you stayed up for that entire disaster... And you said, you know what? I'm going to take 20 minutes out of the rest of my night slash morning to join us, join the Six Man Show post game live. You are a psycho. So glad you're here uh, because you deserve all the you know love and praise in the world for being an insane Orlando Magic fan for being here right now at 1:02 in the morning after that because that was painful. Oh man! But Ty, Mister TV never fails. He's back with the super chat. Hit the like button. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Groundhog Day. Oh, there you go. Groundhog Day. That's funny. Thank you, Ty. I appreciate it, man, as always. But yeah, if you don't mind, hit that like button. That always helps us out a lot. Lachlan's right. It was a tough watch. That was, um, yeah, that was something. David is exactly right. Staying up past midnight, listening to the magic get destroyed because I'm a masochist. I think we we all are just, you know, gluttons for pain and punishment. Um, but before we talk about this game, uh, we definitely need to talk about Rockham. Rockham will not let you down, unlike uh, tonight's result. Uh, but Rockham is the world's largest sock store, and they are located in Orlando. They are a fantastic company with fantastic people who run that place, who make that place go, and a lot of them are diehard Orlando Magic fans. Uh, I bet a lot of them stayed up and watched this game as well and all the pain that it causes, but they make great socks, great underwear. Uh, obviously, I've been showing these off all year long. These are the classics um, that match the, the classic jersey for this season. They also have matching underwear that are really fun. Yeah, definitely shop at, shop at rockham.com for Orlando Magic gear, but also other sports, NFL, uh, NHL, college, and then even non-sports, things like Nickelodeon. Uh, they do stuff for the different seasons and holidays as well. They had a bunch of Halloween stuff. Obviously, it might be a little late for that uh, for you, but uh, other holidays coming up, Thanksgiving, 
Christmas. They do all kinds of fun, festive things. But whatever you do, when you shop there, be sure to use the code MAGIC20 to get 20% off at checkout at rock'em.com uh, all season long. So definitely go do that and go check them out. Ah, okay, basketball happened tonight. Uh, guys, let's talk about this game. Uh, Colby's right. Only the most dedicated fans are here at 1 a.m. under these circumstances. Yeah, these circumstances were dire. That was a painful night. Um, let's talk about this game. Ah, maybe the worst first quarter in the history of the National Basketball Association for both teams. That was awful. Magic star 0 for 7. The Clippers star 0 for 10. The first field goal didn't come until 4.14 into the game with that Franz 3. Yikes. Uh, but even in spite of all that, the Magic have a thrilling five-point lead after the first quarter. Both teams had six turnovers. The Magic were 6 of 20 from the field. Lake, or the, Sorry, the Clippers were 4 of 22 from the field. What what really stunk about this game in this first half was the, the Clippers played so poorly, and yet we only had a narrow lead the entire first half. And what I told Jonathan and Luke in our, our group chat was that the hard part about this game when you go into the half in the, that situation is you know the Clippers have another gear. You know, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Russell Westbrook can can do this from, from some nights. You know they have another gear and the magic. When they are on nights like this, they don't. At least not yet. And uh, obviously, we'll talk about the second half in a little bit, but man, it was a disaster. Uh, anyone else see the air ball free throw? Yes, Marcus. Unfortunately, I did. Um, Jack says refereeing was horrendous. Yeah, that first half was really poor. Um, the discrepancy between fouls in the first half was like 17 to 7. Yikes. Um, and I, I don't believe for one second that the Clippers were more aggressive or whatever than the Magic in the first half. Um, they just got the benefit of the whistle. Not, that's the case in the NBA. A lot of veteran teams with a lot of superstars, that's what they get. They get the benefit of the whistle, and young teams don't. It is what it is. But yeah, Paolo, Wendell, Franz, Jalen, I thought all of them had some really, um, just some some bad no calls. Bad no no calls in that first half. I thought the second half they bounced out a little bit. Uh, let's see what else in the first half here. Um, the free throws. Going back to the fouling, the free throws were the only thing keeping the Clippers in this game. Magic were up three, but the Clippers had seven more points from free throws. And again, maybe a little bit benef beneficial um, uh, refereeing for the Clippers in the first half. Oh man, okay. We get do need to talk about the second half. I'm trying to think here. It's just it's just rough. So yeah, I do also take partial blame for this loss because at the half I did tell Jonathan and Luke, I was like, this is the part where Paul George goes off for 25 in the second half against us, isn't it? And then he had, I think, 17 in the second half. So that's my bad, guys. But yeah, you just knew Kawhi and Paul George weren't gonna be this quiet the whole game. Kawhi, I don't think, had a field goal in the first half. Paul George, I think, had six points in the first half or something like that. But you knew they had a different gear, something that the Magic don't currently have most nights. And sure enough, everything you were fearful of 
happened in the second half. That third quarter, zero offense, once again, just like the first half, and then Paul George just catches fire, which is what he does. I just, I, Paul George, man, just a side note. When he's going, like, there are a few things as just mesmerizing to watch as when Paul George is cooking. He's incredible. He's so good. Uh, Yeah, 41-21 in that third quarter, guys. Clippers, and it wasn't just Paul George. Westbrook had 16 in that third quarter. The Clippers shot, listen to this, I'm about to be sick. Got to take a deep breath. The Clippers shot 17 of 23 in that third quarter. Just under 74%. Disgusting. But in spite of it all, Franz Boogie in the chat says 80 and 2. Here's the thing, 80 and 2 is still possible, mathematically speaking. Uh, this is good. This is good from Blake. This is a good reminder. They're a really good team. We were tired. Time to give some third stringers a shot. This is true. Second night of back-to-back for us. Not only did the Clippers not, obviously we're not on a second night of back-to-back. They played Sunday night, but they beat the Spurs by, I think, 40. And so the second half of that game, their, their key guys didn't play much. And another thing to mention, like going into this game tonight, obviously the James Harden deal went down last night. When we first heard news from Woj that the deal was happening, I was really excited because I thought some of the key role players for the Clippers would potentially be um, part of that deal. That just wasn't the case. I mean, obviously, some of them, but I I thought for sure Norman Powell Powell would be going on that deal, and he didn't. Um, So to see him go out there tonight and play, you know, some other guys as well. So all this to say, there wasn't as much of an advantage going into this game as maybe I thought as soon as that deal was announced. Um, David's right. Can't even say, well, at least we played good defense unlike the other games. We were absolutely terrible on both ends of the court. I think that's 100% fair. It is the second night of back-to-back. It is obviously coming off of a night last night where you play a really good team and you give 110% effort and you come up just short. Uh, But yeah, it's tough. One more thing about the third quarter. I will write this down. It's the third straight game we've lost the third quarter. Portland on Friday, we lost 25 to 19. Last night against the Lakers, we lost 27 to 22. And then obviously tonight, you lose by 20 in that third quarter, 41 to 21 for the Clippers. So yeah, you trail 88 to 71 going to the fourth quarter. And then, you know, the Magic tried a couple times in this fourth quarter to make it interesting. Got it down to 12 or 13 on a couple different occasions, but just couldn't, couldn't get it to single digits. And uh, yeah, wave the white flag with just under four to play. I think like 350 or so. Uh, Mosley brings in the third string, and and that was kind of that was kind of that. Ty, Mister TV says our body language is even bad in this game. I agree, especially that for the, both halves. But even the first half, when you had the lead, when you know you were in the game before the third quarter. Part of it, obviously, I understand. Like if you're if you're out there and you're putting up shots, shots you normally make, and they're not falling, I can I can understand the body language thing, like the mentality of man, we just can't get anything to go. Um, so I get that, but yeah, it's just difficult. It's difficult. Uh, this is a really good point from Angel, or on hell. Ji was a crucial necessity tonight against two elite scores yeah this is such a good point i'm glad you said this obviously ji doesn't play tonight 
There's a big question mark coming into the season. Would Jonathan Isaac be able to play in back-to-backs? And the first answer of the season is no. Even though he only played 11 minutes last night. That's disappointing. That's really disappointing, I think, for all Magic fans. The fact that it's not like he went out there and played 20, 25, 30 minutes last night. He played 11 minutes last night, and he's still not able to come back and do back-to-backs. Because you're exactly right. Man, we could have used his length, his defensive intensity, and IQ against Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Russell Westbrook. Man, that's a good point. Uh, Aaron says, we need spacing. It's that simple. Powell touches the ball, and there's already two to three defenders in the paint. Fultz can't make threes, and his midi hasn't even looked good so far this season. Ah, yes and no. I agree to that agree with that to some extent. I think his mid-range looked pretty good in the first two games. The last two games hasn't been quite as reliable. Ooh. Look at this. Alperin, Ayton, Davis. That's true. I see what you're saying. You're, you're pointing out the centers that played pretty well and, and tonight as well. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I'd say he played super well. Uh, but yeah, let's look at the box score, guys. Speaking of guys playing well. Let's look at this box score. Uh, Paolo tonight. Really quiet through the first two and a half quarters. In the end of the third and beginning of the fourth, I believe it was, when he actually started knocking down some some shots and got some good looks in the paint. Once again, he does everything else really well. Four assists, four steals. But he's got to be making more than five field goals. Just a fact. And then free throws. I, I, I'm, I'm just going to touch on it one time. I'm not going to go through every player here. This is disgusting. You shoot 57% from the free throw line. 19 for 33. For the second night in a row, free throws. One of the key contributors to you losing a game. You lose by 16. You miss 14 free throws. You're not gonna you're just not gonna win an NBA game shooting 57% from the free throw line. You're just not. You're just not. That's not good enough. And and it's disappointing because this team can definitely be better than that. Looking up and down, you got Powell going four of eight. He's better than that. Wendell going three for six. He's better than that. Even Cole, four for six. I mean, it's not miserable, but He's almost a 90% free throw shooter last year, and he continues. This is his second or third game already this season where he's not shot up to his standard. And then Gary goes one for three. What in the world, man? Woof. Franz tonight, I thought he was maybe the lone bright spot offensively. I mean, Mo Wagner did really well, but why did he do really well? Because Franz set him up for three of his buck, three of his four buckets were. I think maybe all three of uh, of Franz's assists were to Mo. Um, but yeah, I thought Franz was really good. He rebounded really well early on. I think he had four boards in the first. Well, there were a lot of rebounds to be had in that first quarter, to be fair. <laughs> but eight boards, three assists for him. Only guy positive, plus minus. Well, his brother was plus one, but he was plus five. Franz was yeah, we do got to talk about Wendell, guys. I've seen a lot of you mentioning in the chat. Seven points tonight, two of eight from the field. 
man, it's tough because it's it, it, the stuff he's missing. You just you would you would expect him to make like some of these shots at the rim. I don't know. It's it's tough to see. It's tough to see because this is not you did not get this from Wendell last year. He was so steady, so reliable. Not just last year, the last two years. So steady, so reliable. And he just looks like a shell of himself right now. And tonight you can't even you can't even blame the fact that he's having to defend a, a center. You know, like last night, obviously he had to body Anthony Davis for 30 minutes. Um, I'm interrupting this right here. Efrain, I, what, what are we talking about here? Why don't you read the comments when we're criticizing the magic? That's all, that's all I've been doing tonight. I've been reading all these comments where we're criticizing the magic. Maybe I didn't read yours and I apologize, but I mean, that's all we're doing right now is criticizing the magic. Like, yeah, this is not good enough. I know it's the second night of a back-to-back. -back. I know the Clippers are good, but this stuff, especially the stuff that is... is is not impacted by the Clippers. Free throws, this is unacceptable. You know? Turnovers, yeah. The Clippers are a really good defensive team with some of the best, best defensive wings in the game. But some of these 16 turnovers were completely unforced. Completely unforced. Yeah. So... The stuff like that is what is what's just not acceptable. Yeah, the Clippers can be really good and can force turnovers and play good defense, but some of those turnovers were completely unforced. Lazy passes, those kinds of things. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f***ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom 
Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Going back to the box score. Yeah, Wendell, that's concerning. Markel, thought was good. For the most part, offensively. Got to the rim on several occasions. Mid-range jumper wasn't always there, but I mean, he's he's one of two starters that shoot 50% from the field, so you can't be mad at that. Uh, he did he did air ball free throw. We got to call it what it is. Five boards and assist a steal. Only two turnovers again. One last night. For him to have three turnovers against combined against the Lakers and Clippers, that's just sensational in over 60 minutes of play. That's sensational from your point guard. And then Jalen tonight, a good night for him as well. Five of 10 from the field. Yeah, he goes one of five from three. You obviously would like to see that better, but six boards, three assists, a steal, a block. He, to, to be clear, he had some of the worst turnovers. I think at least two of those were terrible passes, if I'm remembering correctly. Bad turnovers from Jalen. But he also did a lot of the other Jalen things. Uh, second unit Mo was great. Again, we just talked about him. I think he was really good, but it was also a lot of Franz feeding him. That's not a bad thing. I'm just saying those two played really well together. Um, wish we would have seen more of that later in the game. Cole tonight, so quiet. Would love to see him get more than six shots. Um, not exactly sure. And part of that is obviously going to the free throw line. So he would have had three other attempts, but He's he's just been so good this year and so consistent that you'd like to see him maybe get some more shots up. But yeah, he was a team low minus 18. Again, plus minus individual stat and individual game isn't always everything. But when he's minus 18, that's pretty significant. He he got beat by Russell Westbrook pretty good when they were on the floor together. I see a lot of you want to talk about Joe Ingles. Let's talk about Joe Ingles. Um, still a small sample size, four games in. It's a mixed bag for Joe Ingles for me. I I think Joe Ingles is is an okay defender. I think he's got that going for him. I think he um he's he's a glue guy, right? He'll go out there and do whatever's needed. He'll rebound. He'll get other guys involved. But offensively, he has literally provided almost nothing through four games. I think he has scored one field goal in four games. Um, but here's the thing like do we is there someone else you want to bring in in that second unit I don't know I don't know but we do have to interrupt what we're talking about here because an insane super chat from Dalek or Dalich Lopez apologies I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce that first name but this is for you being awesome and calmly talking about that horrendous game while I'm sitting over here heated about every facet from the officiating down to the awful offense. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Not only for the super chat, but thank you for the kind words. Here's the thing. It's an 82-game season, guys. And I I've, I always try not to get too high or too low. 
especially this early in the season. I do have to say this, guys. The good news is, for Magic fans, if there is a silver lining to tonight, is that it literally does not get any worse than this. When you combine the game and the start time, this is the, it all, it's all uphill from here. Or all downhill. It's all, it only goes up from here, I guess what I'm trying to say. The 10.30 start, this is the last 10.30 tip time of the season. We got it out of the way uh, literally a week into the season. So that's good. We won't get blown out again on a 10.30 p.m. tip time all season. So way to go, guys. You made it. You made it through uh, the tough now. Now, the caveat is there are there's another back-to-back in January where the games don't start at 10.30, but they start at 10, and it's the Warriors and the Kings. So uh, try to keep we'll try to keep a level head until January because that might be miserable as well. But anyway, Sean said I just spit out my drink. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's so funny. But seriously, thank you for that super chat. That really, really means a lot. Big shout out. So yeah, guys. Uh, oh, oh, here we go. It spells da- oh Dalek. Okay, Dalek. There you go. Somewhat like Dallas. I got it. Dalek. Thank you so much for that super chat. Thanks for clarifying your pronunciation. Oh man, I'm glad you guys like that silver lining. But it's true, guys. Like this is this is the bottom right here. Like yeah, we're gonna get blown out some other times this season. It's gonna happen. But it's only gonna be at 9:30 p.m. Not at 1:22 in the morning. Okay. So this is good, guys. This is good. All right, Joe Ingles. Yeah, I don't know, guys. He does a lot of things okay, but that second unit does need offense. And right now, he's not even getting open threes for whatever reason. Um, And the question is, does someone else come in and give that to you? I don't know. Another super chat. Ty, you're a maniac, dude. Do you think Coach Mo is our Mark Jackson? Woof. Woof. I don't. Um, I think they're two very different coaches. Mark Jackson's players have quit on him in the past. Just saying. We've never seen that from Coach Mose. So hopefully that never happens. Uh, And then... um, (laughs) He looks like... Oh, gosh. He looks like the drunk dude at the Y. I'm assuming he's still talking about Joe Ingles. That is really funny. He does look like a dad out there playing at the Y. That is for sure. Uh, and then let's finish up this box score, guys. We're almost 25 minutes into this thing. Uh, Gary Harris, a solid night. Started two for two from three again. Another bank three for Gary. It's part of his repertoire now. Uh, but three ends up three of five. Only nine points. Yeah, the one of three from the free throw line. So uncharacteristic for him. Then we have the third unit come in at the very end of the game. Caleb, Anthony Black, Jet Howard, Goga, Chuma all came in. And to be fair, they played... Relatively well, played relatively hard. Um, got the lead down to twelve, I think, at one point before. I think it was uh, uh, freaking um, uh, what's his name, Powell, Norman Powell, hit a three, and you know just kind of put the game away. Finally, uh, but yeah, that's the box score, guys. Just painful to look at. Down here for the Clippers, twenty-seven for Paul George. Westbrook had eighteen. He had what? He had five steals. Good grief! But Kawhi, you hold that. Oh gosh, I wish I didn't. I wish I didn't see this, man. You get blown out by the Clippers, and Kawhi didn't even score double digits. Gross. It's gross. Rough. Franz Boogie says, "Lori, Larry Markin, excuse me, about to drop thirty-five on us. Utah is going to be tough, and especially with no extra rest." 
That's not easy, guys. Going to Utah. Woof. This whole schedule sucks, man. Like, we talked about this when it came out. You do the LA back-to-back. You get one day off. You go to Utah. And then you get one day off coming back home before you play the Lakers again. That is trash. It's trash. It's It should never happen where a team going from the West Coast back to the to the East Coast after a trip gets doesn't get an extra day of rest. That's garbage. Garbage. Especially because the Lakers play tomorrow night and then they get two days off. They get to fly to Orlando and hang out for 48 hours while we play the Jazz. It's trash. Anyway. Okay. Uh, that's enough of the box score. We are going to look at the standings uh, as we do. Uh, oh, wait. A couple team stats, I guess, really quick. We talk about three-pointers. 23% from three compared to their 45. And especially considering how that first quarter was for them, for the Clippers, they just... I, I don't know how many they missed in the second half, but it wasn't many. Free throws. I mean, the Clippers only shot less than 70%, but 57% for the Magic's not good. Um, only seven offensive rebounds tonight for the Magic. When you when you miss, quick math, 43 shots, and you only get seven offensive rebounds, you'd like to see more than that. Um, yeah, turnovers, the same. Actually, the Magic did a better job points off turnovers than the Clippers. That's surprising. That's surprising to me. Um, da, 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 da. Yeah, largest lead. They had a 20-point lead at one point. Great. Good stuff. Okay. As we're going to do at the end of every single post-game live, we are going to look at the standings. They are less fun, less exciting today than they were on Friday. But hey, look at this. Because of the East and just the mess that it's been to start, we're still in playoff position. Look at this. Wow. Six seed. Wait, what is this? One, two, three, four, five seed. Excuse me. Uh, and still with the lowest opponent points per game. How about that in the whole conference? Amazing. But two game losing streak. Uh, I do want to look at the Jazz because we do play them on Thursday. They're one and three, so they're going to be hungry for a win. But they've also given up. Is that the most in the West? Yep. Tied for most in the West. They're giving up 121 points per game. So, look, if we can't get the offense going on Thursday, yeah. Yeah. This is this is, this is is good perspective here. Time Mr. TV says we're 500. And you know what? You just played the Lakers and the Clippers on a back-to-back. Probably you should expect to be 500. I know we got our hopes up after those first two games. But um, 500, you know. You can't be mad at that, especially this is such a good point for Franz Boogie. Can't wait to beat up on these East teams. That is facts. We go through this West trip. We play the Lakers again on Saturday and the Mavericks on Monday before we have our first Eastern Conference game next week. Um, it's a very different level of competition when you look at this, this group right here. Like these Eastern Conference teams, it's a very different level of competition. We should have a much better time. You're exactly right. One last thing, guys, before we talk about our next game. I tried to do this last night. It didn't work, but now it is. Rock them. Look at these this magic stuff they have right now. Here are those matching underwear that I told you match these socks. Look at the Statement Edition socks. These are spicy. Uh, and then there was a couple other ones I wanted to show you. Um, first off, I love anything that has stuff on it, so that's great. But these coals... Oh, actually, these ones are cool here. These fast break socks with the stars, but there's a coal... Look at these these coal socks. 
That's hot. Love that. Uh, but yeah, some of the... Oh, wait. These are my favorite. I always forget to mention these. The split face stuff mascots. Those are sick. But yeah, folks, uh, that's Rock'em. Rock'em uh, is a presenting sponsor of the Six Man Show Post Game Live, and we're grateful for them. You should use that code uh, MAGIC20 at Rock'em.com to get 20% off of your order. Yeah, guys, coming up Thursday night, Magic play in Utah against the Utah Jazz. A very difficult opponent, very difficult place to play, and once again, it will be the third game in four nights. The odds are completely stacked against the Orlando Magic on Thursday. Just calling it like it is. If the Orlando Magic were to find a way to win that game, that would be really cool. Do I think it'll happen? It's definitely possible. As we've mentioned many, many times, a Jamal Mosley coach team doesn't lay down. You know, even when the odds are stacked against them, they at least come out and fight. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, I think it's going to do it for us tonight, guys. Um, it's Wednesday morning. So that means uh, tomorrow, Thursday morning, will be a brand new episode of the Six Man Show. Jonathan, Luke will, I'm sure, have scintillating hot takes from tonight's game, as well as the uh, Lakers game. You'll get their reaction on those two games. Look ahead to the Jazz game, to the other Lakers game. Should be a fun time. Definitely want to tune into that. But until then, we'll see you guys Thursday. Let's go Magic. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.